0: I am Lauren Besky, and you are listening to The Woven Women. We are a touring multimedia arts initiative that gives a voice to women around the world. Through sound stories and photography portraits, we create immersive exhibitions where communities can come together and hear the stories of local women. Welcome to the first chapter of The Woven Women. Starting our journey in New Zealand, Aotearoa, this first chapter focuses on the stories of four Māori women and it is called wahini, which means women in te reo Māori, the Māori language.
1: You know, never ever bow down to anybody. You stand up, you're mana Fenua. We have a power that most of us don't even realise is there. I think she showed me what it looks like to be a successful Māori woman. Mana wahini is... The ultimate. Then wahine is, is wahine.
0: <laughs> Our third episode is about Janice. Speaking with a wisdom that only comes from experience, she openly tells us what it was like growing up in New Zealand's welfare system. Stories she hopes will open up conversations on topics that must be addressed. Despite her painful childhood, Janice came out of it undeniably strong and her zest for life and the love she has for herself, her daughters and her people make her story even more inspiring. You should note that this sound portrait touches on sensitive subjects that some people may find uneasy. This episode was created for the exhibition Wahini, which was in Nelson, New Zealand until the 16th of February 2020. If you didn't get a chance to experience it, the exhibition will be opening again in Nelson's region, very soon. If you would like to see Janice's photographic portrait that featured in the exhibition to enhance that connection, you can visit our website, thewovenwomen.org, under the podcast section. That's enough from me. Now, let's immerse ourselves in Wahini, Chapter 1 of The Woven Women. Welcome, my dear Janice.
1: You become a woman, you know, you're born, if you're born a female, of course, you become a woman. Sometimes I wish I hadn't been born a woman, sometimes I wish I was born a man, because I seem to do men things. <laughs> I love the company of men, because they don't bullshit as much as the woman, do you? <laughs> I used to always go with the boys. Come on up, come with us. Don't go with those old bags over there. They've been gossiping about this and that. And and they were right, you know. And I wasn't into that sort of thing. I've worked in a lot of factories, outside, outdoor work. So I've never been an indoor person. I'm not one that can sit down at a desk and do that. Not me. I'd rather be doing the hard mahi outside. And um, I'll still wear my cowboy hat. <laughs> I don't know where to begin here. When you're a child, you think that, you know, you've got all the happiness in the world. But um, things change. And this is how my brother and I ended up being in a wealthy home. My mother had left to go back for a holiday. Well, that was what he told us. We went to see her off at the airport and that was the last we saw of our mother. Dad was trying to do his best to look after us and work at the same time, but we come home we'd be a home on our own and because somebody must have complained to the welfare that these couple of Māori children had been at home by themselves while the father was working. And sometimes Dad would work until late. And um, the next minute we had the welfare come and pick us up, take us away. It was the most cruelest experience we've ever had, been taken away from your parent and not see them again. How the water state put us into a home like that, I'm buggered if I know. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that's been put in homes like that. There was a lot of Māori that had been put into different homes. I can't understand why they put us in parker homes. Why didn't they put us in Māori homes? People were getting paid to look after us, to give us a home and to love us. We never got the love. Because what we suffered has remained with me and with my brother for years. My brother has passed on now, but I'm still here. And that's what's made me a fighter. Horrible, horrible, horrible people, and I mean horrible. If you want to know about rape, molestation, hidings, we had them. The bullying, the shaming, And we couldn't understand why we were always put in the cupboards when people came to visit. And it was because of our colour. My brother and I slept in the tent outside. Summer, winter, that was our sleeping quarters. Our blankets was just a grey old heavy blanket. And my brother and I used to get so cold, we used to cuddle up tight. And we still weren't warm enough, so we'd go and find some old sacks to keep us warm. But we got through it, but we also prayed a lot too to ask the Lord why did we have treated this way? Why? We hated going to the son-in-law's place because he was the one that did the damage to my brother. And to me, I was always being threatened if I didn't have sex with him, he'd give me a good hiding. Or they'd burn you with an iron if you tell a lie. Now who's going to listen to a child if they've been through that? Nobody is. And they're trying to cover up something that that really does happen. And it went on for many years. I only wish we knew we could do something earlier about it, but it was too late by then. And I hope children don't ever go through what we've been through. They need to look deep into this problem because there's a lot of it going on now and it needs to stop because it can harm that person for life. To me, it just made me stronger. I don't take no shit from nobody now. The hurt will always be in my heart. And we have got a lot of other stories to be told out there. It's just the right time and the right place for people to come out and start talking about, get them off their shoulders. But whether people are going to listen is another matter. Then I just went wild. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) Boozing and partying and I was free, you know. I was. I was a big boozer then in those days. And uh, it's not until you get older you decide, oh, no, I had enough of that shit, you know. <laughs> Have the old one every now and then, but um, not like you used to. Especially when I was over at Motowika. Oh, boy, there used to be some parties over there. But um, it catches up with you in the end. But they were good days. Yeah, I just want to live, and I'm living, I'm living life, and I'm proud to be a Māori woman, a wahine, very proud, because of what I've been through, made me stronger, and because I've got four wahine's too as well, beautiful wahine's. And Cindy Lou, Julianne, Juanita Rosana and Selena Joy, they are beautiful wahine's. Cindy is very passionate about her people, very passionate, and she's done it all on her own. Very clever, and her nan said to her, wherever you go, girl, things are going to happen. And what you achieve, what what you want in life, and what you've done in life to your people and helping your Māori people, and your heart and soul, you're given everything. So passionately, because that's what you believe in. And the thing is, I didn't tell her that she had to do this. She did it on her own. That's what she wanted to do in life. And Cindy to this day still still does it passionately for her people. And standing up to those who try to belittle you. I said to my daughter, you stay as you are. You let me deal to them. She said, Oh, worry about it, Mum. I said, No, you don't have to worry about it. I said, You don't realise who you've got behind you. Not me. Oh, I'll be there, of course. I said, You'll know. You'll feel it. No one can harm you. If they try, it'll turn around and go back it. I said, That's how strong your two ponders are. The you know, never ever bow down to anybody. You stand up, you're mana mama Mana wahine. And um, my daughter is, and I don't care what anyone says, but she is mana. Mana wahine. Whatever she does in life, I'll be there with her. Being Māori and being whanapanui, te ati Makato, I'm proud. And um, I'm very, very proud to be a Māori wahine. I'll always be proud of my heritage. And another is for our people to get on together and stop arguing amongst the bloody selves. You know, we're all one. Stop being something that you're not. Just be you. Well I swear, swear. And just be you. Stop trying to be someone that you're not. That's what I get. I'm just me, darling. As you get older, you tend to be more for your children and more for your, your muckles. You're thinking about them, about what's going to happen in their life. And you'd love to be around a lot longer to share it with them. But you know when your day's up, your day's up. I'll be there in spirit with them. Always. If I could live longer, I'd love it. And, uh... After I had mama said to me, I said, I'm loving. I haven't lived all my life yet. (laughs) I've still got a long way to go. And hell yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) I just love life there. Yeah. I care about people. I'm very humble to people. I've got a lot of love to share with people. The love I never got when I was young. I'll always keep my humbleness no matter what. My Nana said to me, humbleness goes a long way. What you give, you get three times as much back.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Before I leave you, I want to share what a wonderful learning and human experience this project has been. I feel so blessed that these inspiring women welcomed me into their lives, and I am forever grateful that they allowed themselves to be vulnerable to me and to you. So if you like this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with your friends or shouted about it on social media. And don't forget to use the hashtag TheWivenWomen. Women. I would also be very grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast or your favourite app. That all helps a lot in ranking this show and making it more accessible to the rest of the world. And if you have any comments or questions, just leave a comment below. Thank you for this amazing exhibition and to the women that contributed. I really appreciate your honesty and sharing things that often sounded very painful um certainly the feeling I had was that as women we have a lot of things in common but um not everything and some of the things were very hard to listen to I appreciate you being very strong I think um Lauren has done an incredible job of not only showing your beauty and strength through the photographs but also um encouraging us all to share our stories. Thank you. Next week, we will hear Jarese's story. Along with motherhood, religion has played a pivotal role in helping Jerise connect with her identity as a Māori woman.
1: It's got a lot to do with um, learning about our history. Some people look at it and they're like, oh, it happened, whatever happened back then, you know, the treaty and all that and the dishonouring and all that. We don't want to dwell on the past we're not going to the past so we can be guilty of one another's um, grievances that we've caused because um, it's on both sides. Um, we're doing it so that we can move forward together.
0: If you haven't done it yet, make sure you subscribe to the Woven Woman podcast today so you get to hear Teresa's story next Thursday. Until then, kia ora, and thank you so much for listening.